Have you been praying for a prayer request for a long time, but haven't found the answer yet? Do you feel hopeless in your situation? Maybe consider turning to this person. This is Truth Pop. This is Truth Pop. Jake and Kathy. This is Truth Pop, giving you a Catholic take on faith and culture. I'm Jake. And I'm Kathy. Thank you so much for listening and also hitting that subscribe button. Please subscribe and share Truth Pop with your friends and family. would also really appreciate a review of the podcast and give us your feedback. Uh, this episode, we're going to be talking about an experience that we had this past Monday, being able to see the relics of St. Jude. It was a really amazing experience, actually. We were able to go and venerate that relic. I learned that if you touch anything to the glass in which the relic was contained, which it was a piece of bone of his arm, the object that you touch to the glass would become a third class relic. And I even learned that even if you have a a bag of multiple items, you can just touch the bag to the glass and all the items become third class relics. So I was so excited. I'm like, okay, I got to get everything. I got to get my rosary, my (laughs) scapular. I got to get my wedding ring. Um, You got some third class relics? Yeah, I had a a St. Jude statue and a candle in which your mom had given to us the day before. So I just had a bunch of things. And so I'm like, I want all these things to become third class relics. And so it was just such a really cool experience. I only had 10 seconds to, to venerate the relic. Yeah, because, they kept it moving along. Yeah, it was a long line, so they wanted it to keep moving. But afterwards, I called you and I was like, if you bring a bag, you can put any <laughs> item you want and make it a third-class relic. So, yeah, it was really cool. We were both able to go then after you got out of work and they had a mass at 7 o'clock. So we were able to go together and pray in front of St. Jude's relic. I mean, I, I kind of made it look like I was clearing out my office. My coworkers are probably, <laughs> but I'm like, nope, nope, just trying to get some third class relics together. It was super cool. And But the, uh, the St. Jude relic is going on tour throughout North America. A lot of dates, a lot of locations. So we're going to be posting a link to all of the church locations in case it might be coming to your area. This is just such an amazing opportunity for you to encounter a disciple of Jesus. Like St. Jude, you may not know a lot about him. We'll, we'll talk more about him later on in this episode, but he literally was an apostle of Jesus and is considered to have been a cousin of Jesus. But first, we want to talk a little bit about what's a relic, what's behind this idea, and is it actually scriptural? Actually, in the Bible, there are references to relics. So in 2 Kings chapter 13, verses 20 to 21, the corpse of a man touched the bones of the prophet Elisha, and the man came back to life and rose to his feet. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 20 to 22, the woman who was hemorrhaging touched the cloak of Jesus and she was healed. And in Acts of the Apostles, chapter 9, verses 11 to 12, there were cloths that were touched to St. Paul, and then they were touched to other sick people afterwards, and those people who were sick were healed and delivered from evil spirits. So 
it's pretty amazing that that we can find this in the Bible. And so, you know, some people kind of think, oh, this like object is going to heal me. Well, actually, it's God working through the object. It's whenever there's healing through relic, it is God working through his saints. And it really kind of shows the importance of the physical body, the material Mm -hmm. body, right? So we as Catholics, we're not Gnostics. We don't say it's only about the spirit, right? So I think that's, that's the beauty of our faith is that there's holiness in the ordinary. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mentioned before how we were able to get third class relics. Well, I want to explain a little bit about what that means. Like what's a first class relic, what's a second class relic and what's a, a third class relic. So a first class relic is either the whole body or parts of the body of the saint. Second class relics are something that the saint owned personally, like such as like an article of clothing or a book. And third class relics are items that have been touched by a first or second or even third class relic of a saint. And so you know, it's not magic. It really has to do with the intention of the person who wants to touch to a relic. So like they even said at the event that you could hold a picture up to St. Jude's relic and St. Jude can intercede for that person in that way. And I saw people putting pictures on their phone and I'm like, wait, Mm. so does the phone become a relic? Well, no, it's more about what your intention is behind the act. That's a really, really good point, babe. And I think it was just so profound to learn about St. Jude. Mm -hmm. I mean, any relic is amazing, but I think that Kathy and I especially found so much solace in being able to venerate St. Jude's relic because you may know that St. Jude is known as the patron saint of the impossible. So maybe your family growing up, if there was some kind of miracle situation, they'd be like, turn to St. Jude. But no, like that's not just an urban legend. St. Jude really is known as the the saint who can pull through at the last minute. He's a powerhouse saint, just given the fact that he had this, you know, blood relationship with Jesus. Um, so actually, St. Jude's mom was St. Mary of Clopas, who is thought to be a blood relative of Mary. St. Mary of Clopas was actually one of the Marys who was present with, you know, Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Mary Magdalene at the foot of the cross. So Mary had this close relationship with Mary of Clopas, and it's believed that her son was St. Jude, which again would make Jesus a cousin of St. Jude. He also goes by the name Thaddeus. So if you read in the Gospels, you hear that name Thaddeus. That's the same person. He's often depicted uh, with uh, uh, like a flame on top of his head. And that, of course, is in reference to St. Jude being there during Pentecost and having received the Holy Spirit. So he was encountering all of these things that the other apostles did. And yet it often seems like we don't hear a lot about St. Jude. Like he doesn't get a lot of credit. Mm -hmm. And Father Carlos Martins is the guy who's in charge of this apostolate of taking the St. Jude relic around North America. He gave this great homily when we went, and he explained that St. Jude literally fell out of favor, I think like a little after the Middle Ages, where you know people would turn to him all the time, but at a certain point, they stopped praying to St. Jude because people got scared that their prayers would accidentally go to Judas, the apostle who betrayed <laughs> Jesus. Which because St. Is- Jude's full name is considered judas right right right. but of course we call him saint jude and you know and possibly even the beatles made reference i don't know that's another (laughs) story for another day but this is so cool that like uh people 
began to realize, hey, this saint really pulls through. Like he actually is answering these impossible situations. And um, legend has it too that the king of Edessa at the time of, in, in Jesus's day, King Abgar, he wrote to Jesus hearing about Jesus's miraculous healing. And I, I don't believe he, was, he wasn't a follower of Jesus. He just heard that, hey, this guy's doing things. He wrote to Jesus and Jesus responded back by saying, I, I, I can't, I have to do the Father's will, I must go. But legend has it that Jesus actually sent St. Jude in his place. And Jesus actually handed St. Jude a piece of his own cloth. He gave it to St. Jude to give to this king. And Jesus had actually pressed his face on this cloth. And so King Abgar was able to receive this cloth and that brought about a miracle of his own. I think he was struggling with a serious illness. And so it's it's really believed that Jesus sent St. Jude to bring about this miraculous occasion. And actually it's known that Jesus told St. Bridget of Sweden to ask for St. Jude's intercession. So yeah, St. Jude is, is a powerful saint. So if you are praying for a miracle, it feels impossible. It feels like it's not going to get answered. Miracle stories are already coming in from this event. Uh, in fact, Father Carlos Martin shared in the homily that the guy who was doing the printing for this event and helping Father Carlos, the printer's wife had this paralysis for over 20 years where she couldn't get out of bed. She couldn't live life And the priest offered to lift up this printer's wife to St. Jude at the start of this event, coming to find out that the wife got out of bed, was running around the house, cooking dinner. This, again, for 20 years, she wasn't able to do anything. But because of St. Jude coming to her intercession, that's just one of countless miracle stories. And Kathy and I ourselves are really praying for a miracle to conceive a child. And doctors have told us that it would be an impossible situation to conceive on our own. So we've brought these really personal, important intentions to St. Jude and, uh, you know, asking him to pull through for us too. So uh, you heard about Danny Thomas, uh, the guy who was, you know, on, uh, I think he was like Make Room for Daddy. He was a popular TV actor and also founder of St. Jude Children's Medical Hospital. And he was in a financial problem uh, way back when. And Danny Thomas asked St. Jude for financial help. And he said, if you help me, St. Jude, I will build a shrine in your honor. We'll come to find out his financial problems were completely taken care of. So Danny decided to name the children's hospital that he started after St. Jude. So that's why we have St. Jude's Medical Hospital. So and aren't the patients there? Don't they receive free medical care? That, that's right. Good point, babe. So, I mean, that just shows how much Danny Thomas was impacted, that this is completely giving back uh, to St. Jude and for what he's done. So, yeah, if you are struggling, if you're struggling to have faith in your life right now, turn to St. Jude. He can really pull through and, and really just work that impossible situation and, and again, we want to post a link to this tour to venerate St. Jude's relics. It could be coming to a city near you. This is an amazing opportunity for you to, uh, to venerate his relic and to possibly receive that miracle. So we're going to go ahead and post a link to all of the cities this is going to be going through. We'll have it up on our Facebook page. Uh, so just search for Truth Pop and uh, you can get all the dates there. And St. Jude is known as the patron of the impossible. And as you mentioned, Jake, we took our intentions to St. Jude and, and we are praying 
for a miracle, for, for that impossible situation that we have. And I do struggle a lot with my faith, hmm. you know, and hoping that maybe St. Jude is the one who's supposed to intercede for us, but, but maybe he's not. And that scares me a little bit because, yeah. you know, I just, I want it so much. Like I, I pray so much for this and, and I believe God can do that. I believe God can do all things, but you know, it's, it's hard to know, like, yeah, should we have faith? Should we have hope? Should we get our hopes up? Should we, should we protect our feelings? You know, it, it it's a difficult situation. It is. So like, if you do have an intention, like definitely take it to St. Jude and pray for his intercession. But I understand that fear because I have that too. And I have that, that hope, but it's scary because God's will is a mystery. Hmm. And I just decided today, like, I want to wait for God's time that I, I'm going to stop controlling and manipulating God's will. I want God's will to be done in my life, no matter what it is, no matter if we do receive a miracle or if we don't, because I know that whatever happens, he's in control. This is Truth Pop.